Welcome back in, running it straight. Just gone 3.33 here on ECNZ. Uh, thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. And uh, we just had to get him in uh, on the line from Fiji, enjoying his sunny holiday, Kempi. Bull of Anaka, Kempi. <laughs> Bull of Anaka, Sammy. <laughs> Mate, it is sunny over here too. It's so, so hot. Um and uh, yeah, no, just listening to you talking to Wade, mate, it was a, a really, a really good interview, and some really telling points there too on um, Wade talking about what uh, the coaches brought to the table as far as making them. I took out of that um, having some belief that the players surrounding them, um, especially Wade at hooker, mm. uh, are there to do a job. And I, I think if you look at that game on on Friday night. One of the biggest one of the biggest assets that the Warriors brought to that game was their go forward. The way they rolled um, through the Newcastle Knights middle on, on numerous occasions. I can remember a couple of times there where they they received a kickoff and ended up basically kicking the ball on the thirty meter line, yeah. um, going in towards their try line. Uh, you know that speed of the play, the ball that you were just talking about, and and having a forward pack like that is is a spine dream. So uh, not surprised that, that Wade um, had, had, a, had a decent game. Uh, Sean played well. I thought Tamari Martin was well and, and Chance at the back. Obviously, you know, when he, when he popped up after that breakdown, the left edge to score that try, uh, that's what you want from your fullback. You always want him in the picture. Mm, absolutely. So I know we've been quite positive about it all, Kempe, but um, what do you think the Warriors probably need to improve on from Friday night if they want any chance against the Roosters and obviously in the sort of coming weeks where they've got a pretty tough schedule? Yeah, look, I, I knew you were going to ask that question. Um, and it is a really important not to get carried away, but, I, you know, I, I do think the first thing that we're looking at was, was whether or not the attitude had changed in defence. Um, and, it, and it has. You know, they pulled down. You, you've got to remember, no one's spoken about the two tries that they stopped. There was mm. one by chance that stopped on the try line. Ponga scores that nine times out of ten. Yep. And then down the left edge when Himmel Hunt goes over and it was a, a reaching tackle from the centre on him and then the, the clean-up afterwards, that's basically big moments in a game. And there were a few a few big moments, those two in particular. And then, of course, the momentum swing with Caelan Ponga coming off with the HIA, that was the, that was the nail in the coffin in Newcastle. Mm. But what I'm saying about that is that the Warriors, even at that stage, had got themselves in that position to win it. So I think if there's improvement, I think what people are looking for, Sam, is not so much improvement, but more resilience so that they can do that week in, week out. So when you're doing that last-ditch effort tackle like you did on him or Hunt, when, like you did where it meant everything. And we saw, I'm going to go back to Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, the amount of times he stopped tries and they weren't resilient to keep teams out. What mm. we saw with, with that tackle on Ponga was that there was actually a want to keep players out. And I thought that was just... Um, a real a real strong side from a defensive effort that had to improve on last year's effort. Yeah, I tell you what, Reese Walsh wouldn't have made that wouldn't have made that tackle <laughs> just quietly. Kevin. No, not at all. Um, so the other thing I wanted to talk to you about as well was the interchange because I feel like just going to your point about attitude, the Warriors, the story of the Warriors was that um, you know we get to sixty minutes and whether we're ahead or behind, we'd basically just fall away. Um, I felt like the interchange was a massive difference for us on Friday. Dylan Walker was essentially the best player on the park, but then you've got the likes of Josh Curran, Tom Ale coming on to to help out. You know, when you look at a team like the Roosters who are coming up against and teams that are probably going to have some injuries here and there, does it encouraging that we've got that much depth that does it, the interchanges finally, we're sort of playing with a 17 as opposed to a, a 13 and a 4? 
Yeah, look, let's hope that Dylan Walker doesn't get injured. It's, that's that's the dead set um, truth of this number 14. We've got arguably the best number 14 coming off the bench in the comp. And he was by far the difference in that, in that interchange where Newcastle made their changes and they took off the Safidi brothers and they brought on their interchanges and we brought Dylan Walker on. That was the difference. Dylan Walker, where we had problems in 2022 where our interchange actually let us down, Dylan Walker came on when we needed him and he got so much speed around the ruck that he punished their interchange players and made them get have to suck for breath straight away. And they kept on putting pressure back on that defensive line. He's had to go into hooker there when Wade, Graham, um, Wade Egan went down. And he can play anywhere on the park. So, you, so you've got Dylan Walker there that can cover your spine. He can cover your front row. He can play on an edge. Mm. Um, and if you have to, you chuck him at fullback. You know what I mean? So mm. I just think that a lot, a lot of, um, of what the Warriors do in the future is going to really uh, revolve around what Dylan Walker does come in off the bench. You know, if we can keep that pressure building when he comes on, um, I think that like Wade was saying, you know, like he's got in a quarter Barnett, two really tough kids that, you know, there's a real key moment when um, they got out of dummy half on Friday night and they tried to sneak down through the middle of the park and Barnett just didn't give up on the chase and knock the ball loose. And that was a massive moment. And Nakori out on the edge, he just, he's, he, he bullies people. You know what I mean? He says, <laughs> yeah. don't run out here with me. You know, you're going to get a hiding if you come out this way. And we haven't had that type of player in there. Um, so I think at the moment, the real good thing I like about the Warriors forward pack, and especially coming up against the Roosters this weekend, like we know the Roosters have got an outstanding back line. Joey Manu's back this weekend. But if you look at our forward pack and you look at their forward pack, well, they got to win the battle of the Fords, and if we can win the battle of the Fords against the Sydney City side, mate, we could do what the Dolphins done because yep. that's what they did. Exactly. They bash. They bash the Ford pack. Yeah, that was the blueprint right there. Um, Kimby, let's talk about the elephant in the room, uh, which was Caelan Ponga getting pulled off for the HIA. Just, I know you get fired up about those sorts of things. Just give us, I guess, your view on on how it played out, and I guess what the NRL sort of got to do to fix up moments like that. Because you know, from from all of our views, it didn't look like there was any contact that would have warranted it. Um, clearly, the independent doctor saw something. But what are your thoughts on the whole thing? Well, look, I'm an advocate for HIA. hundred percent. I think we have to look after players and concussion. Um, but we have to be careful that we don't do it to the detriment of the game. And for me, the game was in the balance. Yes, you saw a collision. Now, protocol currently says that a trainer comes on, he does an on-field assessment, and then they say, yep, he's fine. No, he's not. But to have someone in a, in a bunker say, no, you need to get him straight off, when I thought, like I watched the replay, I thought, well, that's really weird. How can you just pull him straight off? He's, he's obviously fine. Um, but the moment in the game was crucial for Newcastle. Mm. They had all the momentum. He'd just been pulled up over a dry line. They were going in again, and he's, he's off the ball, slid into Vanua Blake, and a doctor upstairs has gone, on oh, previous head injuries from last year, I think Kayla needs to come off and get a check. Now, Yes, I, I'm not disagreeing with the doctor. They know I'm no, I'm no doctor, but I just think one of the areas, and there's been lots of chat about it, Sam, I think one of the areas that they need to clear up is protocol on the football field. So if you're going to make a call like that, you can't have a trainer come on and say, well, no, he's fine, we need to pull him off, because that's what their roles are, and have a doctor overrule him. You've got to have the same protocol. Um, and the second part of this is if they don't follow at the club, then you actually rule Kalen out for another four weeks. That would be the better thing to do. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you say, well, you didn't do your job. We're going to do it for you. We're actually going to rule him out for four weeks. Mm. Um, 
and you make the club pay for for not doing the right thing in the first place. But my point is that when you when you have a HIA, the trainer comes on and he basically he assesses you. They go through a protocol and then they pull you off and you're off for 15 minutes. When they pulled him straight off, I said, well, where's the assessment? They should have done that on the pitch. Yeah, agreed with you, Kempi. Um, what I want to do, mate, is just quickly preview uh, the Roosters-Warriors game this weekend. And if, you, if you're all right in the, uh, in the pool's not calling your name, I might just get you to hold on for a break and we'll, we'll go through the other games of the round. 100%. 100%. <laughs> so uh, what time is cocktail hour, by the way? Uh, 5.45. 5.45. cocktails tonight. Beautiful. Yeah, can't wait. Yep. Um, so <laughs> Roosters this weekend, Saturday night at Allianz Stadium, 5 o'clock kickoff. Um, we had the Roosters as basically minor premiers and certainly contesting the grand final this year, Kempe. They went down to the Dolphins. Uh, the Warriors have named an unchanged team uh, to take them on this Saturday. So... I guess you're going to be looking at a very wounded Roosters team. Wade Egan said it. Trent Robinson will know how to get them fired up. I, I sort of have this fear that they're just going to come out absolutely firing. But, you know, I've got a bit of hope uh, from both the Warriors game on Friday and, and the Roosters-Dolphins game. Uh, you mentioned the battle of the Ford pack. How do you think it's sort of shaping up? Where's the game going to be won or lost for, for the Warriors? I can guarantee you that Trent Robinson has Lindsay Collins and um, Fletcher Baker in, in a room and saying, if you don't go forward for me this week, then you're not playing next week. It'll be that. It'll be something like that. It'll be that blunt because what the Dolphins did to that forward pack, and you've got to remember, you still got Nat Butcher and Victor Radley in that side. They're, they got just so they got so dominated to see Brandon Smith get hammered um, like he did, and of course you know Kafusi coming out and saying he's so cheeky. Hmm. I think the blueprint was there to actually um, for this week to say, well, our forward pack actually looks all right. We need to really go there and take it to them and make them work their butts off again this weekend because you know Joey Manu coming back into the side yep he'll be a little bit underdone but we know that he's arguably the best player in the world if they do get it right and they're too good a team not to get it right then they can be um, really hard to handle out wide Um, but again for me I just think if you don't win that battle like you know build that resilience like they have because they're going to get tested a lot for the likes of Daniel Tupo you know you've got um, Suwali, of course, you've got James Tedesco there. They're going to they're throw lots of questions at him. The, the resilience word has to come in, and they need they need another defensive uh, display like they did against Newcastle. So what do you reckon, Kebby? What's your prediction? Are we going to get brought back down man, to I, earth? Well, no, I don't... Th- man, I'm actually, I actually think the Warriors will win this one. Oof. I actually... I've, look, I've looked at the Sydney City side. Um, I don't like their forward pack. I think we can do a number on their forward pack. I, I loved what I saw... From Mitch Barnett um, and the cheek, you know, when when the when the dummy half try to get down the middle, so I think there'll be a little bit of niggle between Mitchie Barnett and uh, Brandon Smith on the weekend. I love what Nakori does out there on the right edge, you know. Um, Jackson Ford reminds me of a bloke you call uh, Peter Brown, played for the Kiwis. I think I think Jackson Ford is actually a, a middle player in the future uh, as he gets a bit more size on him. I like I like how he plays. I, those new blokes that have come into our team, mate, I, I reckon you can build something around them. Mm, awesome stuff. All right, Kimby, just hold the line. Uh, we'll take a short break here on Running It Straight. When we come back, we'll have a look at some of the other big games this weekend in the NRL. Uh, running It Straight here on ECNZ, thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. Back after this.